0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Several years ago, someone shared with me an infographic about the cycle of change. There are lots of different iterations that can be found in a simple Google search, but this particular one has stuck with me. At the top of the cycle is the change, whatever that is, good or bad. It sets you off on the journey. The first stage being loss, because change inevitably is a cause for grief, even if it's good. The stages then wind in predictable ways, first to doubt, then discomfort. But then there's a shift as the progress of the cycle begins to take an uptick. And it goes into discovery and understanding and then integration. All before change will inevitably happen again and start the cycle all over. What's so compelling to me about this particular one that was shared with me all those years ago is a thin red strip that wedges itself in between the discomfort and the discovery stage. The creators of this graphic dubbed this as the danger zone because it's not an automatic assumption that every cycle of change will get to understanding and integration. Very often, folks get stuck in the danger zone, stuck in a discomfort stage marked by anxiety, confusion, and unproductive behavior. When one gets stuck in the danger zone, it often results in the whole cycle starting back over, going back to the stage of loss marked by fear and paralyzed behavior this week the cycle of change spoke to me as I remembered it and dug back into the details of this theory about how we move through change and I'm not quite sure if it spoke to me because of the sudden rise in the delta variant or the moves back toward indoor masking or even just the journey of the Hebrew people in our exodus passage but it's probably a little bit of both Our passage from Exodus is a phenomenal story that gets told and retold so much that it can begin to lose a little bit of its texture. It's so common that the phrase manna from heaven is practically a common cultural reference despite religious identity. The section that we hear today from Exodus is the story of God's provision, of God's testing, and ultimately of God's compassion. It begins with the whole group naming that perhaps it would have been better to die in bondage than to be in the wilderness without knowing when their next meal would come. God and God's abundant compassion does not answer in a way that perhaps I would, which would be to demand gratitude, but instead hears their complaints and promises them meat at night and bread in the morning. And as God promised, quails come at night and in the morning the dew is lifted and a fine flaky bread substance that we now know as manna comes to sustain God's people. And God only provided what was uh, available and needed for the day to see if the people would obey God's commandment and to trust in God's impossible abundance. If we're to retrospectively put the Israelites on that cycle of change, they have walked through loss, they've walked through doubt, and today we find them in the discomfort stage. They have yet to step into discovery, which allows space for anticipation and resourcefulness. But today they're definitely on the cusp of the danger zone. And it's really not hard to see why. Why? They've been in the wilderness long enough that the realities of their enslaved life have begun to soften. They have begun to long for the life that they once knew. For the Israelites, it is a long, winding wilderness road between enslavement and freedom. Here in the wilderness, it's hard to see God. It's hard to trust God. It's hard to have faith. To put it plainly, it's hard to choose faithfulness in the wilderness. Sometimes, in that in between space that is the wilderness, it's hard to believe that anyone, much less God, hears our complaints. It's hard to believe that our pain matters. It's hard to believe that our hope can survive even when it feels threadbare. The wilderness is a place of which many of us are familiar. For some of you in these pews, the wilderness might as well be home. You're used to navigating the world a little bit confused and a lot bit anxious. It might feel old hat to wonder if your cries to God are heard. Or to wonder if your hope is tangible enough to see you through. The wilderness is this in-between space. And while some might be more familiar with it than others, I think that most of us find ourselves here today. The rise of the pandemic has once again turned our world upside down. We are in a different place than we were a week ago. Many of us were just beginning to find our footing and figure out what the next right thing was. Plans for fall are in question, and with school starting this week, there are just so many unknowns. When I was praying through the text this week, the idea of preaching from Exodus stood out to me because it seems that so many of us find ourselves in the wilderness. So many of us are struggling with threadbare hope and afraid sense of what comes next. But it also stood out to me because God is present in the wilderness with the Israelites. And what's amazing to me is that God hears their complaints. And just like for the Hebrew people, God is present in our wilderness as well. And God will hear us when we give rise to our complaints. And in case this hasn't been communicated clearly enough throughout your life of faith, God can handle our doubts and our anger. And I know that I have a lot of both right now. I am very angry about the state of our world and the pandemic. And my grief for the lives lost has moved to anger. And I worry that whatever is next will never be enough. I worry that even God's impossible abundance is not enough to cover the gaping holes in our society. I worry that a threadbare hope is not strong enough to weave together the life that we once knew. I worry that the problems are too big and humanity just simply doesn't care enough. I've thought so much about God's presence in the wilderness this week thought so much about what it looks like to hold on to our faith even in the wilderness and I can't stop thinking about what Moses said to the people through Aaron draw near to the Lord for he for the Lord has heard your complaining now is the time my friends Now is the time when so many of us find ourselves in the wilderness, in the space between the world that once was and the world that is yet to come. And it's how we choose to live that will shape who we will become. It's key to remember that God is present and that God's compassion truly is with us. Every day, every day, we can choose to walk through this world with fear and resentment, or we can trust that God is present with us, even in this impossible wilderness. Every day, every day, we can choose faithfulness to God. The God who hears our complaints and whose abundance is always present even when the wilderness feels so very dry. Every day, even in the wilderness, there are opportunities for us to choose hope, to choose faithfulness, and to draw near to the God who loves and hears us. Thanks be to God.